Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Daily Devo with Vince and Bo. My name is Vince. And my name is Bo. Great to see you all. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad that you are here. At the beginning of COVID-19, me and Bo started doing a daily devotion, and we've kept it going ever since, and it has been so great. Connecting with people, talking about topics that we might not always have time to get to on a Sunday morning, going deeper into various passages and topics, and it's really just been a great time. It's been fun for us, mm -hmm. and hopefully it's been fun for those of you that have been following along on the journey with us. Some of you are potentially listening to this Devo on the Bridge podcast. Some of you are listening on Facebook or watching on Facebook. If you're watching on the podcast, you're gonna hear us interacting with some of the Facebook folks and you will not be able to be a part of that, sadly. But if you ever wanna join us on Facebook, 11 a.m., Monday through Friday, these Devos go live. Let's say hi to some people tuning in. What's up, Ed Edwardson? Hey, Christina. Hey, Cindy. Good to see everyone. This Sunday, in the sermon, we're going to have a bowl of jello as one of the props. Okay. A small bowl of jello. Mm. And Christina is making the jello. Oh, great. Us. So thank you in advance, Christina, for doing that. Super grateful. Um, hey, Kathy. Hey, Angel. Great to see everyone tuning in. All right, as people are tuning in, we have an intro question that we would like to hear your responses to for those of you who are here on Facebook. What's up, Cindy? We have a question we would love to hear your answers to. If you're watching this later on in the day on Facebook, leave a comment. Um, if you're watching right now, leave a comment with your answer. This one is um, a little, it's not really a deep question, but it's, Maybe a question where, man, you could write a few pages in or as a response. Mm -hmm. So if you want to leave a short response, great. If you want to leave a longer response, great. The question is, have you ever seen a miracle? Is that the best way to say it? Or say, ex or experienced. Or experienced. Because some miracles might happen not be visible. internally, perhaps, yes. physically, and you don't see yes. it, but you see the effect of it. I like that. Have you seen or experienced a miracle? Something that from what you could tell was overtly supernatural. And assuming you're a Christian, you know, you believe that God performed the miracle. I think that some people that don't believe in God or aren't Christians might also say, I've seen a miracle and I, don't, I can't quite explain it. I think that's very possible. Yeah. But, and, and when we but, say miracle, you know, uh, there's some things that we experience and it's like God's provision uh, and it was unexpected and he arranged the circumstances. Timing. We would say that's more the providence of God. Yeah. Um, but if we can define miracle as something that defies the laws of nature, mm. overrides, overrules, or suspends the laws yeah. of nature, you know, a healing that... Undeniable. Yeah, that there's no physical explanation for how this occurred. Yeah. You know, it... it yes. So... Um, like I'm probably, you know, we could fill up a book um, from responses of God providing, God doing this, God doing that, yep. um, different things that maybe technically don't fall into the category of miracle, but we're talking specifically today yeah. about something that is of a supernatural 
nature. Overtly, Overtly. undeniably, yeah. supernatural. Yeah. So my so question, first, my right? question, let's turn it to you first. Vince. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, and have you, I seen a I, yeah, I want to know: Have you seen a miracle? And and uh, and maybe if you could even um, preface it by: Did you when you went to you grew up in a Christian home? Yeah. Um, did you go to churches that believed that God was doing miracles today, or was that some? You know, did you? What was your background? Yeah. If you did see a miracle, what was your background prior to that? Yeah, great question. Because I know question. the answer, so I'm setting you yes, up to yeah. give us some more <laughs> yeah. a, a complete answer here. Yes. So. I, when I was young, until high school, I grew up in churches where they believed miracles happen in the Bible, mm -hmm. but not today in the real world. Mm -hmm. Jesus performed miracles, the apostles performed miracles, and then that's no longer a way God works. They might still pray. This mm -hmm. was kind of a gray area. They might mm -hmm. still pray for healing, but it just was very different than the way we yeah. might think about it now. When I got into high school, I became a part of a church that was didn't have an official stance, but I was in the youth group, and the youth pastor had a vineyard denomination background, mm -hmm. which is a denomination that believes that God still does miracles today. So he talked about it in a way that was different, and I just started assuming, okay, I guess God still does do these things, mm -hmm. but I still had never seen it. Mm -hmm. I believed it could happen, but I had never seen it. And I was in that boat, believing it could happen, but not having ever seen it for probably another 10 years. Um, then, maybe five or six years ago now, I was at a similar church, a church that believed it could happen, but mm -hmm. hadn't seen it happen before. And there was kind of like a holy, little Holy Spirit move mm -hmm. where supernatural things started happening fairly regularly in this church that we were a part of. It wasn't like s totally sweeping the whole church, uh -huh. but it was happening pretty regularly. And during that time, I also went on a mission trip, went on a couple of mission trips, but one specifically to Ghana. And in Ghana is where I saw the most extreme okay. stuff. But I could tell one story. Yeah, please. One specific story. So that's kind of the background mm -hmm. was I grew up believing it couldn't happen. Then I had a long period of believing it could happen, but never seen it. And then a period of seeing it fairly regularly. And ever since then, it's kind of been on and off. But I'll share the first one, which actually happened in Madison, Wisconsin, which was very cool. But I think I've told you this story. But there was a girl in our church who um, had cysts on her ovaries. A cyst is like a non-cancerous growth. But if I remember right, you have to remove it mm -hmm. for it not to become cancerous or just to not cause other health mm -hmm. problems. So about a year before this instance, she had had a cyst on her ovary that had to be um, removed and they actually had to remove the ovary to, to be able to remove the cyst mm -hmm. because it was mm -hmm. so fused onto it. Then about a year later, she has another one. Mm. Now she has one ovary yeah. and another cyst on it. And if they have to cut off that ovary, they, um, she wouldn't be able to have kids, which would be very sad, right? So the cyst had grown to about the size of a grapefruit. So it's a big mass inside her. So the doctor said, we are going to try to save your ovary and cut 
the cyst away from the ovary. But we do not think that is going to be possible because it's so big, mm -hmm. so massive. And so um, it wasn't looking good. So we prayed for her. A group of people prayed for her. And then she went into surgery shortly after. And they cut her open. And there was no cyst. Awesome. <laughs> Just completely awesome. gone. Wow. The doctors had no idea oh, what gosh. happened, no explanation. She had no explanation. It was just, oh. it was a just, as far as we could tell, it was an overt yes. move of God. He just removed it. We were thinking, man, we should have told the doctors to x-ray one more time before they <laughs> cut her open. <laughs> so I wonder if he, he did she, she get charged for a surgery because he did have to make an incision, but he didn't make anything I don't know. out. That's a good question. I yeah. don't even know. Man. But yeah, it was very cool. That's, that's very cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How about you, Bo? You know, I, 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 and I know the answers already too, but <laughs> yeah, we've had these conversations, <laughs> but, um, yeah. um, when we went to, when Jane and I decided, you know, we wanted a second child, um, she was not conceiving and, um, for several years. And mm -hmm. so she you know, went to the doctor and, and, um, so they actually, um, she went through a procedure where they opened her fallopian tubes they could only get one open and he said okay we've got one open and but if you don't conceive soon it'll close back up and you won't mm. be able to have children mm. and or a child and um so she did not conceive soon like another year went by or something and and in the meantime we had been you know we had all kinds of people in church offering to pray for us and did pray for us and yeah. we were praying and you know, it's one of those situations where it seems like this is such a small thing for God to be able to do. Right. Why isn't he? Right. You know? Yeah. And so, um, but we pretty much resigned ourselves to the fact that we're not going to have another child. In fact, Janie had just, just got through packing away baby stuff from our first child and pretty much closed the book on that. Well, a friend of mine that I went to Bible school with who um, has done a lot of uh, overseas ministry and he is I guess what you would call a missionary evangelist mm -hmm. and uh, and God uses him in healing mm -hmm. you know on a fairly regular basis yeah. and so we were they were visiting and and um, he said well can I pray for you and by this time Janie was like yes you can pray for me but I've had so many people pray for me and she was basically almost mocking in her attitude she confesses yeah. this you know yeah. it's like go ahead yeah. you know do your thing it's not gonna work but he prayed for her. he said as soon as he put his hand her hand his hand on her head and started praying she said I saw this bright light mm. inside like her eyes your eyes are closed but she sees this light and she's and she it's like she felt it mm. moving down her body Wow and we said goodbye they left and she said to me I'm not pregnant by next month, I will be surprised. She was. Wow. So we have no doubt that God supernaturally opened the fallopian tube and wow. she was able to conceive. Wow. So That's amazing. There's a few other things that we've prayed for over the years that we've seen God do things for. Yeah. Um, not as dramatic, but... Um, Isn't the Dwayne one really dramatic? That was pretty cool. Um, I mean, that was very, very, very cool. You go on TV for that. Yeah, uh, Dwayne Duggar, who um, 
longtime member of the bridge and a friend of ours, um, plays the French horn for the uh, Cincinnati Symphony, and he developed a, uh, a chronic um, jaw problem, like TMJ. Yeah. Well, in his case, it was career-ending. Mm -hmm. And th he was told, you will never play again. Mm -hmm. And um, so for weeks and months and months, actually, he was off work, and we were praying, you know, in, through that whole process. Mm -hmm. And he was healed, just flat-out healed. Yeah. So, you know, you know, there's so much about healing. It's wonderful when it happens. But as we all know, we pray for people and sometimes they're not healed. Yeah. And sometimes there are very, very serious situations. And I've known people who have, you know, died right. standing in faith right. for healing. Yeah. And um, devout people of God and, and standing in faith and, you know, doing everything they know to do. And yet... Um, not seeing the miracle. So there's a lot of mystery around that. Now we're doing a, vo a devotion, so we should probably read the Bible. Yes. Right? You want to hear any? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see if anybody that, responded. That would be great. Um, and then we can jump in. Sure. Let's see. I'll read this real quick. Yeah, it's not super long. Sissy said, I'm very sensitive to smell. Before we went to Haiti, I prayed that God would help me as everyone said the smell was horrific. When we arrived and I walked off the plane, I looked and everyone was holding their noses. Randy looked at me and asked if I was okay with the smell. I said, what smell? <laughs> God took away my sense of smell for the whole trip. When we got on the plane to come home, they closed the door and I smelled coffee. Wow, <laughs> God is good. I that is that. so cool. I remember I that story. That. Um, Mark said, my parents didn't come to know the Lord until I was about 12. From the time I was 13, I saw more healing miracles in my home through my father's hands, even more than my years at Christ for the Nations. Mm. Wow, very cool, very cool. Looks like those are the only two comments okay. so far, but if anybody yeah. wants to leave us a comment of a, of a miracle you saw, we would love to hear it. Well, as we know, throughout the ministry of Jesus, he healed the sick and did yes. all kinds of things. He also commissioned his disciples to go out and do the same. Right. And then after he ascended back to the Father and he sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, the apostles went out and began to preach in, about the resurrection of Jesus. And uh, there's a story in Acts chapter 3 that is just amazing. And uh, you've probably heard it before, but let me read it. It says, Now Peter and John went up to, together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, that would have been 3 p.m., and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, mm. to ask alms from those who entered the temple. So here's a man who had never walked. He was lame from his mother's womb, mm. and his entire life, he's now an adult, but for his entire life, he was laid at the gate, entering into the temple, begging for money mm -hmm. to, to exist. So that's like real thin, oh, skinny legs, no muscle never, on never, them, never ever, been used. Never used, so obviously probably just dangling, you know, yeah. completely yeah. powerless and weak. It says, um, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. 
Mm. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. Mm. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Mm. And so not only is it a miracle of healing where he receives strength, but he could instantly walk, never having learned how to walk. Mm. So it was a double miracle. And um, as Have a result, you a kid song about this story? Mm, I don't know. He went walking and leaping, leaping and praising God. God. I guess I guess it's in there. Know. It is in there. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, the people came around. They saw this, and Peter, you know, they, he said, "Don't look at us. It's not by our power or goodness that this has happened. It's through the name of Jesus." And many, many people came to faith as a result. So here's a clear example of a miracle. But some things, you know, just to think about. You know, they, they went past this man every day on their way into the temple and presumably through the same gate and walked past him. It's very possible, probably likely, Jesus had walked past yeah. this man. Right, right. And yet, and we know Jesus healed all kinds of people, but he didn't heal this man. Yep. It was almost like God was saving this guy for a very special occasion for, to have the highest impact, the greatest impact post-resurrection. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I, I mentioned that just to say that um, we know God can heal and does heal, but there are times, there seems to be strategy in it at times. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there also seems to be also the element of faith involved. Mm-hmm. Jesus often said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there, there are components to this whole healing thing that that we have to recognize and and consider but there's still also mystery around it Mm -hmm. it's also possible that there were other lame people there that day Mm -hmm. that didn't get healed Mm -hmm. and I've been in places in the the world where um, there's not a lot of social welfare Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking of one city in particular in the Philippines Baguio City um, it's a cooler climate because it's up in the mountains. And so it's a place where evidently a lot of, um, there's some money up there that's a, it's a little bit wealthier. Okay. And, and, and because it's a cooler temperature, if you're gonna be laid on the street all day long, better to be in Baguio than in Manila. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so I went to the market there one day and I was just, I couldn't believe how many blind and lame wow. and crippled. Wow people just begging, begging, you know, as you pass through to go to the market. And, um, and I, and, and, and I, (laughs) oh gosh, you know, it's moments like that. You would, you'd say, God, you know, I would, I would love to be a vessel here, Mm. you know, and, um, but it, I don't know, you know, and, and James and John, like I said, they went past this man multiple times, but obviously the Holy Spirit moved Peter, he knew this was this man's moment Mm -hmm. in time to be healed. And he looked at him and he said, rise and walk. And he grabbed him by the hand. So, you know, as I think about healing, um, and Vince, we've had these conversations. um, One of the the things I most appreciate about about you is that you and I think very similarly about these things. It's like, we don't claim to have it all figured out, but we are wide open to God being able to do anything. Yes. 
And so, you know, when it comes to the issue of healing, my attitude is I'm going to pray every time. Yeah, come on. And give God every opportunity to do whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it. Because I believe that we'll have a much greater chance for success or healing or a miracle if we invite God to do it. Right. As opposed to if we take an attitude of, well, God is sovereign. If he wants to, he can just do it. Because right. what we see in scripture is that he works through people. Right. We don't take that attitude towards anything else we would ever pray for. Yes. We pray for so many things right. that we could say, well, God could just do it. Yeah. But we pray anyways. Yeah. Same thing with healing. So that's, that's you know, I, I'm just saying this maybe as a, as a word of encouragement or exhortation. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's dare to Come believe on. God to do things, give him the opportunity. What yep. if what if my friend had held back and said, well, everybody else has prayed for Janie. Right. Bo is a pastor. He's obviously prayed and God didn't see fit to right. so why would he use me now? Well yep. he did. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it so happened, you know, I believe that there are some people that are particularly gifted in healing. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have different gifts in the body of Christ. And some people God uses uh, more frequently in the areas of healing. Now, I have a friend in India, Pastor Hallelujah Israel, and he has seen many, many, many miracles. And and I've had the opportunity to hear the the, the account of many of these. In fact, they're in the book that we co-authored. at least some of them are, and um, and one of the things that he has taught me is that faith grows by getting out there and experiencing things and just daring to believe. Yeah, I remember him telling the story, Vince, of of being invited. He was holding some meetings, and there were some supernatural things happening as he was praying for people. And two young girls were standing there waiting for him to finish because they clearly wanted to talk to him. So when he was finished praying for everyone. They spoke to him and said, our father is dying. Mm. Would you please come to his, our home tomorrow and pray for him? Mm. Um, he's crippled. He hasn't walked in months or long, long time. And he said, certainly. And so the next day, he and a pastor went there. And when, they, when he saw the man in his home, in his small little um, home, he said he had no faith because the man was just wasting away. He had wasted mm. away. Mm. And it was like, what he was seeing was an obstacle to his faith. Mm-hmm. And he was still a very young man and just kind of starting out. Mm-hmm. And um, he thought, what he, it was so funny, I appreciated so much his honesty about the situation. He said, my, my first concern became, how do I get out of this situation and save face? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I, uh, you know, they're, they're expecting to see a miracle. Well, not only the two daughters, but the people from the village had all gathered around the home because they'd heard there's some man who's going to do a miracle. Mm-hmm. And so he's thinking, I'm in here with this emaciated man, and I've got a whole group of people out there that I'm going to have to face mm-hmm. when nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, he said, I did something that I'm a little bit ashamed of. I decided to, to put it all on that man. And he said, he told him, he said, I'm going to pray for you, and God will heal you if you will believe. And I'm going to tell you to do something, and if you do it, God will heal you. If you don't do it, then he won't heal you. And what he was thinking was he was going to tell the man to get up and walk. And so 
he thought if the guy doesn't get up and walk, well then it's on him. It's on him, right? And he felt so bad because he knew he was doing this for his own sake, days. right? Wow. And uh, so he said, "Okay, now we're going to pray." And so he prayed, prayed this bold prayer of healing, and 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 then he said, "Okay, now I'm going to walk out of here. And if you get up and walk, then you know if you have the faith, you get up and walk." And so he prays, turns, walks out of the room, and he's in the process of beginning to explain to the daughters that he just didn't have faith. Mm -hmm. And he hears a sound behind him, and it's the man walking. He was healed. Oh my God. And so the whole, (laughs) obviously everybody was rejoicing and happy and crying, and it was wonderful. And my friend, he said, I I was so grateful to God but I took no credit for that at all. Yeah. But he said, but it taught me something that, you know, if you'll at least give God the opportunity, yeah. he can do anything. Amen. And so, um, but you know, one other thing, one last thing I want to say about the subject of healing is that, you know, Jesus healed people all the time. We know that and the apostles and the disciples did. But, but like you said, Peter also walked past this guy many times. There were other people here that were not healed. Jesus at the pool of Bethesda, it says there was a great multitude of impotent folk that mm-hmm. were brought there and, and, and they were waiting for the stirring of the water um, to, to get, get in the water and to be healed. Um, but he only went to one man mm. and healed that one man. There is still something of God's sovereign choosing to do things. and and. I guess the thing we have to remember is that while we are in this world, you know, we are living at a time where the kingdom of God has invaded earth mm-hmm. through Jesus coming, mm-hmm. conquering death, freeing us from our sins through his sacrifice, through the shed blood, his shed blood. The kingdom of God has come. That was the message that Jesus brought. Uh, he said, repent for the kingdom of God has come. Mm-hmm. And so the response is to repent of sin and bow our knee to the king and make Jesus the king and Lord of your life. And wherever that happens, the kingdom of God expands in the earth. And so the kingdom has invaded this earth, but the kingdom has not yet been fully manifested or revealed. Mm-hmm. That day is coming when the king returns and Jesus sets up his rule on the earth and the kingdom will be fully manifested Mm -hmm. and then healing will be the norm Mm -hmm. and health and well-being will be fully manifested for the kingdom will have come. And so one of the things that healing is, Vince, is it's a picture of what the coming kingdom is going Mm -hmm. to look like. Mm -hmm. And God hasn't promised to manifest the kingdom fully yet. The kingdom comes in part, Mm -hmm. basically a person at a time, a situation at a time, Mm -hmm. a healing at a time, Mm -hmm. but it's it's a vignette, it's a picture, it's an indication of what the kingdom will look like when it is fully revealed. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, we invite God's kingdom to come. Jesus taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that's part of what our job is to do, is to call people to repentance, to bow their knee to the king, even before he returns to invite God to bring healing because that is a manifestation of what the kingdom will look like when it is fully expressed and revealed when the king returns. But in the meantime, we know that it's not fully come. 
So we live in what John Wimber used to refer to as the already and the not yet. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God has already come, but it is not yet fully manifested. Mm -hmm. And so while we embrace the supernatural and we invite God to heal and do all kinds of wonderful things, we do it with realization that the, king has not, the kingdom has not fully come. Mm -hmm. And we will not see everything that we want to see necessarily until the king comes. Mm -hmm. But we live, live for that day. It's good. It's good. Good word, Bo. So, really good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's a heavy topic, Vince. Yeah. Because I've been with people who are desperate for a miracle, praying for right. a miracle. Right. And I've been with them hoping and praying for that same miracle, and we have not always seen that miracle. Yeah. But we're, we're going to see it all one day when Jesus returns. Amen. And um, even people that, that died in faith, we're praying for their healing, and they did not get healed on this side of eternity. They're healed in heaven right Amen. now. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see them again. Mm -hmm. So let's pray. Sounds good. Lord, we thank you that you are the God who can do anything and everything, and we are uh, blessed by that and amazed by you in so many instances. And yet also, Lord, we're perplexed and sometimes troubled because we don't see the miracle that we're asking for always. And um, Lord, we have to sometimes take responsibility and say that our faith was small. You did mm -hmm. that at times when you spoke to people. Mm -hmm. and, um, and yet, uh, Lord, we're encouraged by you to believe you for all things. You said all things are possible to him that believes. Mm -hmm. Help us to be people of faith and to dare to invite you to do the supernatural because you are God. Mm -hmm. And we pray, Lord, that in all of this, you will be glorified and that your kingdom will be extended. Bless every hearer today who's tuned in to just take part in this devotion. Be with them. And Lord, I just pray that they would receive that for which they are standing in faith. Even now, in Jesus' name, bless them with healing and strength, peace and provision and blessing. Show yourself strong on their behalf, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.